It is Wednesday, April 26, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by MLB Nine Innings. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. I almost had to think about what year it was. My God. You okay? Is the Twins yeah. winning for the first time since 2001 on your mind? <laughs> Beating the Yankees in a season series? Did it bring you back in time? Yeah. Either that or the fact that, A, I have to wear a Minnesota Twins hat today throughout the show, or, B, I have to deal with your gravelly voice. You're still fighting through. You okay? I'm I'm hurting right now, man. I'm showing up to work because that's who I am, but I'm going to go yes. right back into bed after this. Okay, well, let's get through it. Today's episode is sponsored by MLB Nine Innings, which has a wide variety of game modes from league mode, where users play through an entire season to live play-by-play. They have over 2,000 player cards to collect and use on your dream roster, which is the most up-to-date roster around, along with team logos, ballparks, unis, and they're introducing new historic Hall of Fame players to the roster as well. That includes the likes of Larry Walker, Walter Johnson, Hank Aaron, Mike Schmidt, Trevor Hoffman. So download and play MLB 9 Innings 23 today with the link in the description. And don't forget, at the end of the week, we're going to have our MLB 9 Innings Question of the Week. So get in your best questions by Thursday night so we can pick one for Friday's show. You will become rich, famous, and get a Baseball Today t-shirt. That fits. It'll be just like Chris Rose. Yeah. 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 You mentioned your beloved Minnesota Twins. Uh, They're wrapping up their season series against the New York Yankees on Wednesday afternoon, but they have already clinched the season series for 2023. As you mentioned, it had been more than two decades since that last happened. Somebody brought that fact up to Byron Buxton. What do you think when you hear that 2001 is the last time the Twins won the season series against them? I don't even know how to put that in words. <laughs> That's what, 21 years? 20, 22, 22 years. years. 22 years. 22 years, I was six. <laughs> That's the last time we won? <laughs> If it's just audio only, it really doesn't do it justice. The freeze right now we've got on Byron Buxton is hilarious. Hands over face, eyes wide open, like, you've got to be shitting me. You lived this. So how big a deal is it? I don't know how big of a deal it really is. I mean, it's a fun talking point for us. And it obviously was always brought up, uh, you know, the the twins being, you know, the Yankees son. And, you know, there's some playoff numbers there, too. Uh, but every single year is a different team and guys aren't in the clubhouse being like, Oh, I'm scared of the Yankees. I, I just, it's not a thing. So I, I get it. It's, it's, it's a jarring stat. No doubt about that. If you would have asked me, did we ever win a season series against the Yankees? I'm like, probably, I don't know. So it doesn't really mean a lot to the guys in the clubhouse because like I said, no one's, no one's afraid of playing any team in the big leagues. Uh, but for it to take this long, that's, that's pretty crazy. And I, I, I'd, I'd love to know why, or if there are any numbers that like can point to any different reason. Um, sometimes it's just baseball, right? Well, listen, it doesn't mean shit to the ball players, And I was never a ball player. What I have found in, in basically 30 years of being in this business, that the more I talk to athletes, the less they actually know about the history of their particular sport. And it's not because they don't <laughs> want to know it's but because it doesn't factor into who they are. It matters to us as fans, right? Every, there are Twins fans that are in their 20s, early 20s, that had never seen 
them beat the Yankees in a season series. So that weighs on them as fans, but not as ball players. You guys move around. You're, you know, you, you're employed by the team. You might love playing for the twins. You might adore the city and the fan base and all. You don't know everything that's happened in the history of the Minnesota twins franchise. Do you? I mean, you're, you're expected to understand some of the history there, but stats like that, like, no. Again, like they just, you shrug something like that off. Oh, like we haven't done well against the Yankees in the past. Okay, well, it's not the past. It's this year. And I mean, that's just how generally how an athlete would think, right? You have to be confident. Uh, so that's why I say like in the clubhouse, it doesn't play, but in the media and kind of, you know, around the fans and, and talking around the stadium, I'm sure it's, it's a big deal. So I'm happy for the Twins. That's, that's, that's part number one for the Twins against the Yankees. The more important one would be and not just the Yankees, but like go go win a playoff game. That's that's right. the important. Those here. these are the numbers that should matter to you. They have lost 18 straight playoff games, which yeah. is a North American sports team record. Not baseball. North. It American. might never be touched again, bro. Hey, pat yourself and, on the back a little bit because that might never be touched again. That's a lot of playoff games to lose in a row. Well, they could add to it actually. Yeah, yeah, they could. They could. Uh, and by the way, during that 18-game losing streak, 13 of those have come against the New York Yankees. The Jesus. other important figure for me is the number three, because only once so far in their six games against New York, they'll finish up the series with a seventh game on Wednesday afternoon. Only one time have they allowed more than three runs in a game against New York. I know that Giancarlo Stanton isn't playing right now. I know that Josh Donaldson has missed some time. I know that Harrison Bader... With the exception of Stanton, those other guys are fine major leaguers. They're not game changers. Oh, they're they're struggling right now. The Yankees yeah. depth is 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 in shambles right now. And every Yankee fan will tell you that. But it doesn't matter. You still got to play the game. Uh Trev, uh, Coach Trev, career Yankee Stadium. Yeah. I didn't fear that. I love playing in New York. My like, gosh, 800 OPS. I love it. This is one of the many reasons I love you. You look up your own stats. Yeah. That's impressive. Well, because I was Go thinking, like, dude, did boy. I care? Was I afraid of the Yankees? I never felt no. afraid of the Yankees. In fact, I liked Hell it because no. we, well, we play in, in the Twins minor league system. When I was there, you matched up a lot with the Yankees. You were kind of in the same leagues as them. So, like, uh, I was like familiar with the dudes, and I liked facing the kind of when I was coming. They had one certain genre of pitcher: tall right-handers. That's what they wanted to have. I didn't necessarily like that. Uh, but I found ways to have success against them. So uh, speaking of success, Justin Steele, go pat yourself on the back and go look up your stats because they're damn yes. good. He improved to four and zero as the Cubs continue to play well here in the early season. Uh, the most interesting thing might have been after a Fernando Tatis catch in right field. Oh, guess what showered upon him? Once again, for those of you that are audio only, that is he's on steroids, the chant, and Tatis midway through kind of turned around and started doing a funky little dance. Did you have a problem with A, the way the Cubs fans treated him, or B, Tatis's reaction, or C, neither? Uh, C, neither. At first, when I saw him dancing, I was like, that's a little, in my opinion, kind of cringy. But you got to put yourself in this guy's shoes, man. Like, he made a mistake. He's going to have to hear that 
a lot. What is your reaction supposed to be? Are you going to get mad about it and let it affect you? You can't really do that because then your on-field performance is going to go down. If you just ignore it, it's going to keep going. This is the way to neutralize that. If you just kind of have fun with the crowd and acknowledge them and kind of wave, whatever, like it kind of takes the power away from the fans if you do that. So I think it's probably the right response. Um, I don't know if he's going to be dancing every single game because he's definitely going to be hearing that a lot. Uh, but for right now, I'm okay with it. Because um, like, again, you got to put yourself in this guy's shoes. Like, there's there's only a few ways you can handle it, and I think this is probably the way that uh, will allow you to continue to focus and, and and have success on the baseball field. Let's start with a no problem with what the Cubs fans did. To be honest with you, it was rather benign. I mean. I think that there's going to be fan bases depending on where he plays. And I haven't checked the Padres entire road schedule where the fan bases are going to be much more critical. What? I just thought of something like if this dude was a shortstop still, you wouldn't even hear anything, but playing in the outfield is a different beast. People in the bleachers out there usually sauced up a little bit more. Gosh, that's a big yeah, difference for him. He might request one day. He might request, like, "Hey, can I go back to the infield <laughs> or DH if you don't mind?" Yeah, well, I'll even catch today. Uh, that's a great point. Um, but yeah, fans are going to say whatever they want, and and they should be able to say stuff like that. It's he got popped yeah. for PEDs. Yeah. You know what? What do you want him to chant? He had ringworm. Like it doesn't have the same effect. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, as far as Tatis, when I first saw it, I was a little bit like you. I was kind of taken back because we just don't, haven't seen much of that sort of rebuttal. But once he, he's kind of a fun-loving guy. He has been entertaining throughout the years. So it doesn't mean that he's not taking the situation seriously. He's got to do whatever he has to do to maximize his ability and his return to being an MVP candidate. And if that's the way he has to handle it, that's the way he has to handle it. I'm sure some people didn't care for it. I'm sure some people are going to be critical of him on the morning shows and the way he handled it. Would you just sit there and take it? No, be who you are. And if that's who you are, his job is to be the best San Diego Padre. And that is all that matters from this point moving forward. I used to have a game plan. If you'd go out with the boys, you know, when you're playing ball, a lot of times when you go to, you know, a a bar or a lounge, people know who you are. And sometimes guys will want to like test you a little bit, you know, they'll come, Oh, those guys like, Fuck those guys. My plan was always, if some guy was being rowdy, first thing I would do was go up to him and be like, hey, man, you play ball before? You look like a ball player. And kind of like stroke the ego a little bit. And then neutralize the situation <laughs> instantly. And that's kind of what he was doing there. Yeah, a little bit. Like I said, though, it's, um, it's going to be an interesting journey for him away from Petco Park this season. All right, so we are inching closer to the summer months, and that means you're going to spend a lot more time outside. That means you're going to spend a lot more time in the sun, and that means that you could have massive problems with your skin unless you call on our friends from Caldera Lab. They created a high-performance men's skincare product by combining pharmaceutical-grade science along with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. Guys, I need you to listen to this. A lot of us don't like to put stuff on our skin Maybe you do the sunblock thing, but you don't want to take care of it the rest of the way. My man, Trevor Plouffe, he's already bitching and moaning about the way his skin is aging. And he's a guy in his mid-30s. Take it from a dude who's like 15 years older than Plouffe. You got to take care of your skin and start it today. 
Caldera Lab is backed by the leading clinical trial where nine out of 10 men experience healthier and visibly improved skin. This lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence along the way. So listen up, this is kind of cool. They've got the Regimen Bundle. It is a twice a day routine to transform your skin. So you're going to get a thing called the Clean Slate, which is a balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing. They got the base layer. It's a nutrient-dense fortifying moisturizer that hydrates your skin. We know how important hydration is. And then you got a thing called the good. It's the go-to at night before bed and clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well to help reduce visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. I get mine around my eyes. I'm going to start using this stuff and it's going to make them disappear. On top of that, you're going to save money. You're going to get 20% off with the code word today at calderalab.com. Do you hear me? 20% off at calderalab.com by using the code word today. Unlock that youthful glow. Everybody will say you look like a million bucks while saving some too. So uh, let's go to the other side of Chicago, if you don't mind. The South Side, where the White Sox continue to go south in the standings. In fact, I believe... Only the Oakland A's and Kansas City Royals have a lower winning percentage in the American League than the White Sox. They've been a big topic. Steve Stone, of course, has been the White Sox TV color commentator for, I believe, the last 16 or 17 years. He went on 670 to score and talked about one of their big struggling pieces, Lance Lynn. Of course, he's had a lot of leg issues and another, you know, other things, but um, maybe... If cardiovascularly it's bothering him with a pitch clock, maybe a, a couple of salads would help. You know, <laughs> somewhere along the line, I'm thinking if, if you're having – and I don't know that he's having problems with that. But if that is a problem, then <clears throat> maybe if you, if you improve your cardiovascular by losing a couple of pounds or doing whatever he's going to do to work out. And, again, I don't know how much he can do with the leg problems that he's had in the past. And that, that's a very big factor. Fair or unfair? Stupid. Absolutely fucking stupid. It actually makes me mad. Like The more I hear it, the more mad I get. He should mix in a salad. Cardi- he has problems cardiovascularly. Uh, I'm not sure if he does, but maybe he does. And like, what the fuck point was that, man? I don't well, like it I, at all. On. Like, you know, you I think he, he went backward. I think he he heard what he said and he was like, oh, yeah, shit. then went backwards. Exactly. I mean, you can't. Why would that even come out of your mouth? Dude, mix in a salad. Like these are professional athletes. Lance Lynn has looked like Lance Lynn his entire big league career. And he's had a lot of fucking success, man. So like, I don't know where you get off saying that it's not constructive criticism whatsoever, especially when you say, well, I don't really know if this is the case at all. Like, what does that even mean, dude? And if you want to hold players accountable, guess what? I'm going to hold you accountable for stupid shit that you say. So I think Steve Stone, that was dumb, man. I think he probably knows it. Probably feels really bad. And guess what? He's going to have to face Lance Lynn at some point. He's going to have to say, hey, man, I'm sorry. Or like, hey, it, maybe he maybe he isn't sorry, but you're going to have to see him face to face. And I don't think he's going to want to, yeah. to be honest with you. So Steve Stone has been doing this an awfully long time. Um, and in my opinion, has actually been a pretty good broadcaster, whether it's for the Cubs or White Sox. Uh, he knows how tough this game is. There's a lot of you that don't even know. Steve Stone, Stone won the Cy Young in 1980 with the Baltimore Orioles. He knows yes. how challenging this can be. And then he, he was out of the game a couple of years later. He knows how tough this game is. When you start talking about somebody's physique, that is a slippery slope I don't think you want to go down to. 
We heard it in spring training on MLB Network with Anthony Recker, who was a guy who was like a journeyman catcher. He basically called Alec Manoa a fat ass. I mean, that's basically what he came out and said. Um, I think it's really dangerous to do. I'm not a big fan of body shaming. I, I do it to myself. It's how I've dealt with my weight issues over the years. People have, like Paxton got mad at me this weekend. We got into the van when we went to do our ball and play tournament. And I said, hey, move over. Fat ass coming through. And she goes, Rosie, I hate it when you say that about yourself. And it made me think a little bit. Like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do it. It's not not fair. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to people who deal with weight problems. But you talk a little bit about Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn's problem isn't necessarily that he's a little overweight. That he's not locating. He said that on the show, Foul Territory. He said he's not bothered by the pitch clock. He said he's always been a guy that's worked fast anyway. He has so been, yeah. There's just, yeah, there's just not much of a connection here, Plute. There's not. And, like, again, like, I didn't even, like, think about the body shaming aspect of it. Like, I just went straight to, like, you just said something and – 10 seconds later said, well, I'm not sure if that's even an issue at all, but you, you had to get that like sound bite. And I don't like people going for sound bites. And that, maybe he wasn't, maybe that was just, he's a slip of the tongue. Uh, but usually when you go on and you say something like that, that's like planned premeditated. And that's where you lose me, man. I just, and again, I think if you're Steve stone, if you're able to be critical of players, then you got to take this from me and from probably a lot of the players in that clubhouse and other media members as well. Uh, because you need to be held accountable for what you say. So if somebody in the White Sox organization that pays Lance Lynn handsomely has a problem with his physique, that's something they need to discuss with Lance Lynn. If they say, hey, we think we think you could be a better player if you lose 15 pounds, it certainly wouldn't be the first time an organization's talked to somebody about their physical well-being, right? Well, they wouldn't come out like that on a radio show and say mix in a salad. No. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is you have meetings behind closed doors sure, about sure. what you can improve I mean, th on. There's been weight clauses in contracts, dude. Yes. Now, the other thing I will say about this is that Lance Lynn is a guy that has actually gone up and down in weight. Remember a few years ago he returned, he was like skinny Lance Lynn. We were all like, Jesus. And he, he wasn't nearly as good as when he was a little larger. CC Sabathia had the same thing. And I remember asking David Wells. who was, No ass, no gas. You know, who has certainly played bigger, you know, after the first five years of his career and partied it up and all that sort of stuff. I remember asking him the question, David, if you had gotten in perfect shape and had been like the model citizen instead of running the town at night, what would your career have been? He said, I wouldn't have won any games. He said, I had to be exactly who I was physically and emotionally because that's how I got going. And so whatever it takes, go be you. It just sucks for Lance Lynn that he's getting hammered all over the yard. I'm curious to see how he responds to it. Like if he's in like totally. search Steve out or if he's just like, I don't care what that dude says. Probably the latter, so, I would say. Yeah, I think it's curious because broadcasters, not all of them, guys who call the games need to get down on the field. They need to talk to ballplay, particularly if you're an analyst. Some run and hide. They don't like to be in the clubhouse at all. I don't know if Steve Stone goes in the clubhouse. I, I, I'm i friendly with Benetti. I didn't want to bother him on this one. So I just don't know. If, and I know Jason Steve a Benetti. little bit. Yeah, he's great. He's so good. That's the uh, one thing, Chris. If you ever catch me slipping, forgetting about how hard this game is, smack me. Okay? Because uh -huh. that happens no. to guys. And you can't. It, it's This game is so freaking difficult. 
that you don't need that. Yeah. There's no question. And I don't like it when guys in my seat that have never put a jock strap on, you know, this isn't necessarily a right way to do it. But when I talk to young people about getting in this business, I say, don't ever make anything personal. The only times I feel like I've made things personal are when we're talking about people who break the law, like domestic violence, drunk driving, things that, in my opinion, are non-performance related. Anything that comes to performance, I'll be critical of guys when they're two for 37 because they I, I know how much it bothers them. They want to play better. So I'm not going to sit here and pile on. But when I say he knows he's got to play better, he's got to play better. The rest of the stuff, man, you got to stay away from the personal attacks. I think it's bullshit. I think it's wrong. Let's move on. Interesting game last night at Camden. Interesting game. Said Mullins hit a grand slam there in the ninth. Things got tight. Kenley Jansen had to come out. He has yet to give up a run, I believe, so far this year. Got his sixth save of the season. 397th of his career. Broke a tie with Craig Kimbrell for seventh most all time. Now, remember, he's just starting a two-year deal with the Sox. He's 35 years old. Are we looking at a future Hall of Fame closer? I mean, I think he should be. The problem is the Hall of Fame voters are really weird about closers. Like Billy Wagner's not in the Hall of Fame. Joe Nathan's not in the Hall of Fame. And these guys, like, yeah, I, in my opinion on, on, on stuff with the Hall of Fame is, yes, I think more players should be in it, especially if you're like one of the best of your generation at what you do. What else is the Hall of Fame for? So, I mean, Kenley's been, I mean, him and Kimbrell, like of this of this era, have probably been the two best. He's about to surpass him in saves. I don't know if that's the greatest, best indicator, by the way, of like career saves, because you got to be on a good team uh, to be able to have those chances to save ball games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of one of those stats where you look at it. It's like, it's nice. It, it means something for sure. Uh, but I think it's not always like fair to certain relievers who weren't on good teams. As we know, you don't get to pick what team you play for for quite some time in baseball. Uh, so I think, yes, I think he should be. I love the story. Uh, I love the transitioning from catcher to pitcher. I love like the fact that like Dodgers fans had him for so long and they were just, like kind of up and down with him. But, you know, he's one of the more consistent guys that you can have in that position. And to be able to hold the closer role, you know, for for as long as he's had it, that's a rarity. You know, we see guys uh-huh. come in and you can close for a few years and then you kind of lose it and you don't have it anymore. But those guys that can do it for, you know, 10 plus years, so impressive, man. Like to be, you have to be on top of your game. You have to know how to handle that situation, which people will say, oh, you know, high leverage this, high leverage that. The last three outs are difficult to get. Talk to any reliever that's that's pitched in Major League Baseball. Those are some of the most difficult outs to get to close on. It doesn't matter where you're at in the lineup. So uh, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame to answer your question, yes. Uh, one of the first lines you had there was that the baseball writers have really not been kind or haven't exactly figured out how to whether or not we put closers in, not to put closers in. So there's a handful of guys that, that were easy, right? Mariano Rivera was a lock. Trevor Hoffman, I don't think he got in his first year, but he, you know, we knew that with over 600 saves, you were in. Then there were there's the group of guys who when I was growing up on this game, had established themselves as two or three inning closers. For those of you that aren't familiar with this, there were guys like Raleigh Fingers, Bruce Suter, who when they came in, they were pitching the last eight or nine outs of a game. I mean, it was ridiculous. So they wouldn't work every day. Their save numbers weren't as high as the guys who 
came along later because they couldn't throw four or five times a week because they were, you know, they were throwing multiple innings. Lee Smith was kind of a guy who was in the middle. But let's remember, Lee Smith was not put in by the baseball writers. He was put in by one of those special committees when his time on the baseball writers ballot. He, I don't think he got a higher than 50% of the vote. And he's third all time with 478 saves. The two other guys, you mentioned Billy Wagner and John Franco. Those are John guys Nathan. ahead of him. Yes, but I'm saying John Franco's ahead of Joe Nathan's behind, way behind in terms of saves for Kenley. But John Franco and Billy Wagner are ahead, and so is K-Rod, who's not yet Hall of Fame eligible. I think that Kenley's going to get, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to have 450 saves. I mean, if he plays till he's 38 or 39, he might pass Lee Smith, and the only guys ahead of him could be Mariano and Hoffman. And look at his ERA plus, I think, is 161, which is better than a yep. lot of those guys, not as good as Billy Wagner. His case per nine, 12.9 for his career. That's better than Billy Wagner, which I was shocked about. I have it as 13. He got that extra bump on my baseball reference okay. page. No, look, this guy's a winner, man. And uh, he can go on absolute crazy runs where like, guys just can't touch him. Yeah. And he's had that a lot in his career. Some people will hold against him that the year he did have a chance to close out the World Series that the Dodgers did not go with him. He was struggling a little bit in that series against Tampa Bay, had given up the hit to Brett Phillips, the whole thing, and it was Julio Urias that was on the mound when they closed out the World Series win and not him. Still, he's got an ERA in the mid-twos, I think, in the playoffs. He's thrown almost 60 playoff games. He's a guy who is, I mean, I remember earlier in his career, he had a game against Washington Nationals where he threw multiple innings out of the pen to keep them alive. So I would say, yes, I think he's going to get in. I think he's going to get in. I like the Care Bear. I always dug it. Coach Trev, one for three with a double, two ribbies for a 1.0 PS against (laughs) Kelly Jansen. Last thing before we get out of here, did you see the dude on the north side of Chicago? Worked his phone, had people helping him in the stands. He saw a girl that he was like, oh, yeah, she's cute. Got her phone number, got her talking on the phone. Thumbs up for the move yeah. or too cheesy for you? No, what's, I mean, if you, you got to go for it, dude. Like, uh, this brings me back to my relationship with my wife. I met Olivia, didn't ask her for her number. So stupid. So uh, I messaged her on Facebook and I was like, hey, man, I fucked that up. I need to like, we need to connect. And we did. So I'm, I'm all about this, man. Sometimes there's love at first sight, Chris, and you mess up. Okay. If you miss your at a Cubs game and you don't know who that is and you miss your chance, she's gone forever. So, hey, this yeah. guy shot a shot. As long as he's being nice about it, no problem with that. I believe that Tom Ricketts, the owner of the Cubs, met his wife in the bleachers. Love that. I'm almost positive of that story. It's amazing. Um, the, here's the one thing, because it's the number one thing I check with people. I think she's got a ring on her left ring finger. Now, I can't tell if it's a diamond. Take a look. All right, well, I don't like that. But it's hard to tell, and the guy's 15 rows in front of her. So, but wait, he called the phone. He had, So, he's talking to her right now. This isn't like, hey, put I your number so. in my phone. Oh, I like this even more. I, this yeah, is better. I think that's it. Yeah. Because then you give her a chance give, to say, like, no or whatever. Yeah. Tip of the cap. That's a yeah. solid move. Really She's smiling. Yeah. Yeah, she looks... Now, once again, if she's engaged 
and her <laughs> dude sees this all over social media today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then okay. it's a different topic. It is a different topic then. Yeah. Hey, don't forget to get your MLB nine innings question of the week in. It's got to be in by Thursday night. You get get creative, get fun. You know, don't give us, do you think that this guy will be good by the end of the season? Because we're not going to pick that one. Okay, so get get interesting. You've heard some of the questions of the week that we have used so far, right? Like sleeper baseball town. That was a really good one last week. Just think about the way we would think. Because we want to give away baseball today gear, swag, and we want you being rich and famous in front of your friends, okay? Floofy, I do hope you feel better. Go take a nap today, okay? Thank you. I appreciate that. Everybody appreciates you. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I know. I know you are. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Wolf, and hopefully the improving health of one Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.